welcome back to Sector One, the first stop you should make for your motorsport fix. This week, as promised in last week's episode, we are going to be talking all about teammates and how how should teammates really be acting together? What kind of relationship, what kind of dynamic should they have? This topic kind of came to mind after, after the relationship with Daniel Ricciardo and Lando Norris didn't really turn into what people expected it to be. It, I don't think it's necessarily a bad relationship, but I think people were expecting a whole lot more from having two big personalities at a team. I think there's no place we can really start without talking about old school rivalries. What kind of teammates comes to your mind? If I say like a teammate rivalry, what, what's your immediate thoughts on that, Rhiannon? Definitely Alonso and Hamilton. I think that was like in the modern, like heroes sort of thing. That's like the big one right now. Definitely. And they're, they're still technically going at it. Every time I see Hamilton Alonso get close <laughs> on track, I get so, so excited. Um, Did I hear Belgium there? <laughs> literally. Um, I think teammates used to kind of hate each other. Not hate each other as in, you know, you're an awful person. It was, I'm better driving than you. You suck. Before we just started recording this, Rihanna actually mentioned um, someone talking on another post. Someone talking on pit stop about their experience. Rhiannon, can you explain to us what that was? Because that, that relates to Alonso and Hamilton heavily. Oh, for sure. They said, so their guests said, I don't know exactly who it was, but they said that um, they used to work for McLaren and that Alonso used to hand out like brown envelopes with like £1,500 in it for mechanics to work more on Alonso's car than Hamilton's car, which is just like crazy because if that happened today... Wow. Imagine. Yeah, if that happened today, fans on Twitter would go crazy. It it would be awful. But I just want to know, I know Alonso is obviously so wealthy, so rich. He probably has money coming out of his eyeballs every time he cries. For sure. But but how much do you reckon he actually ended up spending on trying to get people to work on his car more? Like, how much would that amount to in the end? I don't even want to know. More than I have in my account, for sure. <laughs> More than I think I've ever had in my whole entire life, probably. Um, but yeah, that is one of those old school rivalries that comes to mind. One that I always think about and a rivalry that I absolutely love. I know I wasn't alive for it, but Alain Prost and Ayrton Senna in the McLaren era. Now, this dynamic is one of my favourites of all time. If you ask me like what my favourite kind of races are, it will be ones where these two go head to head. What comes to mind when I think of Prost and Senna fighting is Suzuka. I think, oh, I can't remember what the year it was. I think it was 89, but it was like a championship deciding race. And so Senna and Prost kind of take each other out, but Senna keeps going. He, he gets the marshals to push his car back on track, continues, wins the race, but then got disqualified from the race. So didn't win the championship. Prost yeah. takes the championship and there's this whole big thing about you know the FIA being biased towards Prost and just like oh my goodness absolutely absolutely crazy and that's what I always think when I think of how teammates should be I feel like it should be this fierce rivalry where they're just gunning for each other there's no rival quite like your teammate you're in the same car exactly I feel like that should be your biggest rival your teammate um 
what do you what do you think because also Nika Rosberg and Lewis Hamilton that's a more modern day example do you yeah. think a favorite should be had in terms of teammates do you think teammates should have this rivalry is it good for a team I think it's good to watch it's good for a spectator but I think for the team dynamic like Toto Wolf in recent times has been like very outspoken about how he would never have anything like Lewis and Rosberg again because it just broke down the team I think it's probably not good for the team dynamic but it's good for everyone else to watch definitely it is so much it's so thrilling to see teammates going head to head and hating each other like when I watch yeah. George Russell and Lewis Hampton now I was like oh yeah Russell got Hamilton on that one like oh yeah. I, I can imagine that's going to be tense back at home at Mercedes like Zandra uh, when George had the better strategy sort of thing exactly exactly from a fan's perspective and from a drive to survive perspective too very very entertaining um back to the Rosberg thing though these guys weren't even just teammates they They used to be really good friends which is like what a story they've got I know they I feel like it's a lovers to like hater like kind of thing they used to love (laughs) each other a bad breakup (laughs) a really really bad breakup where one got to keep like everything they didn't sign a prenup or anything one got to take a championship home with them but yeah I do find that crazy because if you watch it's a thing on Sky Sports with Martin Brundle and Lewis Hampton doing like a cinema thing and they were talking about the relationship that they, he used to have with Nico and he said when he was a kid he remembers going to the Mon- Monaco Grand Prix and he was invited there with Nico's family to go and watch it all and now their relationship is just nothing like that. I've got a quote here from Nico Rosberg and this was him talking to Sky Sports. He said... Um, the problem is when you're the only rivals competing against each other for race wins and the championship within the same team it doesn't get more difficult than that the dream of being a world champion is just that much greater than sometimes a friendship I just imagine if we said that, that about like, our like, friends Rhiannon there. that is like crazy imagine if we were like sorry my, my job my <laughs> career my, my career prospects is just so much more important than our friendship sorry Rhiannon I'm gonna have to like <laughs> like it's just crazy to me that they can kind of cut the emotional connection with someone yeah in order like, to better their first podium together and what was it Canada mm-hmm. 2007 to then looking at like the USA and like was it 2015 when he threw the hat at him yes in the cool down room like just like the parallels of it is kind of upsetting to see but I guess they've literally, how much money, how much time, how much effort have they poured into their dream? And it's like right in front of them. Yeah, you can understand why they did what they did because I know how I just compared it to me, like dropping my friend for my career prospects, but it's not that simple, is it? Their whole life has been about that moment. They've put so Uh much time, so much money into it that not getting that moment is as bad as it, as bad as they make it out to be it is that bad for them perspective perspective in that I want to know favorite rivalry we've ever seen between a teammate because I quite like I know I know it's not it's not an old one but I quite like late Ricardo versus Verstappen where they were starting to yeah yeah 2018 when it was like there was a wee bit of a, a power struggle and the team sort of thing started getting frosty a little bit frosty have you got favorite rivalry 
I mean, a favourite rivalry, I would say Hamilton versus Staffan, but obviously that's not teammates. But I also really kind of did just like Alonso and Hamilton, just because it was like kind of before the time where like sort of rules more took over. And so like there was a wee bit, it was a wee bit, what's the word for that? Like the whole Ferrari situation and uh, giving over data and points getting taken off, that sort of thing. I just... That was just a really good time, I think, in Formula 1 altogether. Yeah, definitely. Let's move on from old school rivalries and talk about the modern ideology, so to say, of what a teammate is meant to be. Now, I'm going to use Lando Norris and Carlos Sainz and Pierre Gasly and Yuki Tsunoda as examples for this. Because... <laughs> oh, bro- bromance is exactly, that's the exact word for it. Lando Norris and Carlos Sainz were brothers. They were doing... Yeah everything together and maybe it is because it was Lando Norris's first experience of Formula One that it was almost almost like having that older brother to guide you through it hold your hand a little bit but their relationship was very different to what we've seen in terms of teammates and I feel like it was also the start of a digital first era in Formula One where everyone's focusing on being online making that online content McLaren were one of the first to be really good at it and have that huge fan base online I want to ask you Rhiannon do you think without this whole digital first perspective of McLaren without them being so big online as they were with the two teammates do you think we would have these expectations for so to say Lando Norris and Daniel Ricciardo to be as good friends as Sainz and Norris definitely not I think just seeing because that's also when sort of Drive to Survive took off and that kind of came in. So we got to see a lot more of the drivers. You got to see them as more sort of human and more like more so as just someone that drives a car. So I think being able to get personalities out of drivers, you had these two young drivers just coming in, being able to see more of that and it worked so well for them that like people sort of tried to keep the expectation going with it. Yeah, because obviously Daniel Ricciardo and Lando Norris are two huge personalities. Daniel Ricciardo is quite possibly the most likable person Formula One has ever seen. And then Lando Norris is this new little just bubble of absolute joy coming Mm -hmm. into the sport as well. And maybe it is two big personalities when they butt heads doesn't necessarily work out the way you expect it to be because I remember I was just as guilty as everyone else of being like oh my god Ricardo and Norris exactly it's going to be so funny so entertaining I can't wait to see all of the content but obviously it didn't really happen that way and I feel like it's not it shouldn't be us being like oh there's definitely something going on at McLaren there you know the relationship just wasn't working someone someone is bad in that relationship that's why that's happened or true colors have been seen it's not that it's simply we've put such high expectations on someone else's relationship and they just haven't been able to have that relationship because people are different not everyone likes everyone as much as the next or you don't I feel like it's he went on to behind behind the grid, uh, the podcast, and this was quite recently. He was saying that he thinks that part of the reason maybe it didn't live up to the relationship wasn't living up to expectation was because the age gap. They're like, although they're huge personalities and like really likable drivers, they're also completely different people. Like Daniel's approaching more sort of the end of his career. 
he's into like more mature sort of things like drinking wine and (laughs) 600 pound wine glasses um and Lando's just he's just starting out this is like the start of his hopefully for him a long career he's got a lot of maturing still to do whereas Daniel's maybe done that and I think that's maybe part of the reason that they have it hasn't lived up to as big expectations yeah exactly they're two different people two different stages of their life there's there's a good 10 years between the two drivers is oh, there yeah. not there's a good 10 years between I think it actually is 10 years is yeah time, like 33 yeah exactly and so I don't think I would be best mates with someone who's 30 odd and was at a certain stage in their life because I'm just starting out on my mm-hmm. prospects whereas they're probably settling down with their prospects yeah. and what what they've managed to get with their lives moving on from Ricardo and Norris though Another little bromance we've got in the paddock going on at the minute in teammates is Gasly and Sonoda. And these two drivers, I don't know about you, Rhiannon, but I wouldn't have put them together as to be good friends. I wouldn't have either, but it works so well. They are like, they're just a light on the grid. I do wonder though, I feel like their relationship isn't all, you know, sunshines, rainbows, bunnies. It's not all like, you know, pretty and perfect like that. I feel like, I feel like these guys can get their elbows out on track still. Their besties. I mean, we saw that at Silverstone when they they touched, but I think they're really good drivers in terms of they can get really worked. Well, at least UK can get really worked up on the track, but I think they have possibly found more of a balance, like off the track, like being able to leave what happens there on the track, but still come away with their friendship. A bit like sort of what you see with Max and Charles this year. They're still really good friends off the track, but it's not going to like make them go any easier on them on the track and that's definitely how it should be in my opinion anyway because yeah you can be besties with everyone all you want off the track but when it comes to on the track can we just put all of that aside put it in your pocket bring it out later and I think these guys do it absolutely perfectly race each other hard but then do have that bromance all at the same time and I feel like when one of them leaves the team I don't have the expectation that someone's going to come in and, and replicate that I I don't yeah. see that happening and I don't expect it to happen either. Would you expect that relationship to kind of be replicated? The only sort of way that I think that that could be replicated is if you had, say, like Liam Lawson lined up with Yuki Sonoda because they're already just really good friends. But in terms of like, if you paired them with anyone else that's currently on the grid, no. I'm just thinking now about how hectic Lawson and Sonoda would be at the same team. Oh my goodness, I would not want to be like PR manager, social media. Oh, for sure. I could not handle those two together. To get, them to, the, to get them to lights out on the Sunday, honestly, I think that would just be like impossible. I feel like they'd, they'd need their own guardian to like get them from A to B. Oh, yeah. Because I feel like they'd just start chattering, laughing about with each other. They just would not get anything done. But I would love to be proven wrong. I would love to be proven wrong on that one. Yeah. Obviously, not all friendships on the grid have been bromances in the modern day kind of era. Rihanna mentioned it earlier, Alonso and Hamilton. We mentioned Rosberg and Hamilton as well. Hamilton seems to be a strong factor here. Um, <laughs> we bit of a common denominator. But like we were talking about with Gasly and Sonoda, you can be good friends and still race each other hard. You can still be good friends off the track and not be all you know, lovey-dovey or bromancy yeah. with each other when you're at the track either. Raikkonen and Vettel. I think these guys are a perfect example of that because 
obviously Kimi Raikkonen's the Iceman. No emotions yeah. when he's speaking to the media or anything like that. And Vettel's this this guy who I feel like's really cracked out of his shell. I think when he was at Red Bull, he was a bit enclosed. I didn't really see too much personality there. And as he's yeah. gotten older, I feel like he's just bloomed he's into this voice. perfect. He's really found his voice. That's the exact way to phrase it. I feel like Raikkonen and Vettel are the perfect example of how teammates should be, in my opinion. They should yeah. be able to go to a dinner party together and be able to hold a conversation and enjoy it and smile. They should be able to do an interview together and have a bit of a, a chemistry, so yeah, to say. Yeah, better banter. Exactly. What You're taking the words out of my <laughs> mouth this week, Rhiannon, and you're just saying everything I can't find in my head. <laughs> and But then also they can fight each other on the track and get really angry at each other and be annoyed when, when one's step up. Yeah, I feel like that's the perfect example of it. This leads me perfectly on to your personal opinions on teammates, Rhiannon. I want to know exactly how you believe teammates should be with another. What kind of dynamic am I expecting on and off the track with the perfect teammate pairing? I think it would be quite close to gasoline Sonoda. I think off the track, being able to have that sort of relationship to come together to make the team better, to put on, even if it's fake, a good a good relationship for your sponsors for your media because that's such a huge part in F1 now but I think on the track you should be able to get your arms out I mean every if you look at all the greats there there are people that can really that that can take it out on track if they if they want to they're there to they're there to race they're there to fight so I think be hard on the track but also be able to put that aside and not let it like build up almost don't let it break your relationship like it did with yeah. Rosberg and Hamilton because I think that's genuinely imagine so sad friends, though. like imagine they could they could have put it all aside and just still been friends and seen like Nico like sort of commentating on him now and being able to like really like, have oh, best friend. nice things <laughs> to say oh I it, I do think it is really sad though because okay. imagine being such good friends with someone seeing your best because I feel like it's not that common in motorsport to go up up the ranks from down at karting level mm-hmm. all the way up to the very top and then compete against each other for a championship not just race wins a yeah. championship like it just doesn't happen often so it's really sad to see one relationship just absolutely fall to the ground because of a world championship imagine what they could have been to do super yachts together like it could have been so beautiful and it just it's just so sad like Lewis was saying like and like years ago that like growing up Nico was like almost just one of his only friends because he was he looked different or whatever at like racing competitions a lot of people didn't make the effort with him to really be friends with him and Nico was one of those guys that he was able to like have a bond with and form a connection and just to see that be taken away by a couple of races is just upsetting it's so so sad to talk about um let's move swiftly on before me and Rhiannon start crying to (laughs) I don't think that's the way it should go today so let's move on from that so we're talking about expectations of teammate relationships and obviously that was what Rhiannon thinks teammates should be like the relationship we should have I want to talk about the expectations that surrounded around teammates now, because I know you touched upon it there. And 
like I've said before, we're in a digital first era now where drivers are making content online together. They have to kind of get along and have a relationship in order to please the sponsors as well as please the fans. Because think about the content McLaren put out, Ferrari, that they come to mind as well. Um, The content they kind of put out, they do teammate challenges with one another. Imagine how awkward and uncomfortable that would be with exactly it'd be so frosty so cold I feel like I'm using just words which describe Kimi Raikkonen now (laughs) how many words can you think of which describe Kimi Raikkonen but it it would be really difficult to be teammates with someone now if you didn't have that kind of relationship and if you think back to you know Senna Prost era it did not really matter if you you hated each other it was a bit like oh god what they're going to do today on track Almost is more like Kimmy Dick, like ah, that's quite funny. But whereas now it would, it if you had two teammates that didn't like each other, didn't get on, you weren't producing good content. It's gonna, you're not gonna be as popular as a team. Like, like if you look at last year, Haas and like with Max Schumacher and Nikita Mazepin, they weren't really a popular like team that people wanted to follow. Exactly, teammates make the team now. So your two your two drivers that you have on your team are going to affect your business overall. It's not just going to affect, you know, your performances on track. It's now going to affect your social media likes. It's going to affect your sponsorship money then coming in because of the social media social media stuff you're getting. It, it's such a big thing now. Digital first era, it's crazy. Kind of love it, kind of hate it all at the same time. Oh, it's, it's awful. Um, and I, once again, this comes back to the Ricardo Norris clash. We expected such incredible content from them. I personally, in the last two mm. years, have not consumed any McLaren content like I used to when, when it was Science yeah. and Norris. When it was Science and Norris, I would not miss a single video that that team put out because I knew I was going to be able to laugh at it. I knew it was going to be hilarious. But now I wouldn't choose to because I know it's not going to be the same as what yeah. it is. It's not as energetic. It's not as like enjoyable to watch as it say, was exactly it is really such a shame to see such pressure be put on these teammates parents because I feel like the pressure itself for them to love each other get along have this bromance is going to mean that their relationship never actually manages to build itself to that level because they're constantly like oh so what did you guys do the weekend (laughs) yeah exactly I feel like we've definitely seen that all over social media. I don't know if you remember this, but when Ricardo was announced, my TikTok was just people being like, oh my God, I cannot yeah. wait for these two to be together. It's going to be this, that. Like, imagine them doing this together. Imagine them doing that together. And none of that's actually happened, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, my last kind of thing I want to talk about regarding teammates, and we have spoken about it before, just going to go into a bit more depth of it, is on-track relationships versus off-track relationships. And this doesn't have to be teammates at all. And I always think about Lauda, Nicky Lauda and James Hunt when it comes to this, because, oh my goodness, did they hate each other on track. If you've watched Rush, Uh you'll know as well. (laughs) But they hated each other on track because they were so competitive with one another. One of them had to win and they didn't want it to be the other one. I feel like Nicky Lauda would have been happy they would have been happy if someone else won but if it was James Hunt that won oh my good god no way in hell um but you know they were really good friends off track they were really good friends when they weren't on the track so just imagine if Nico Rosberg and Lewis Hamilton had done that 
They should have taken tips, honestly. Let's let's set up a movie date for them. We'll put on Rush. Oh my goodness. We're gonna rekindle their relationship like this, aren't we? Exactly. We just need their number. (laughs) Yeah, you you get Lewis, I'll get Nico. We'll arrange the place and get them there at the same time. (laughs) At least at least we'll know that Nico will be in his lair in Monaco, so we know where to find him. We don't that that's why I picked the easy one. You can you can try find (laughs) Lewis wherever he is in the world right now. Setting everywhere. Honestly, he has been everywhere this year. I know this isn't what we're meant to be talking about. He's been all over. He's been exploring like Africa, I think he was doing. Yeah, wasn't I over just found Dave's on his Instagram today and I was like, you take okay. more holidays than me. I know, crazy. And Rhiannon's been everywhere this year. She's Mrs. Worldwide <laughs> if there ever was yeah. one. Mrs. <laughs> Worldwide. <laughs> oh, goodness. She's given Lewis a run for her money. His money. Exactly. Someone's got to, maybe I'll beat him in the championship. <laughs> Maybe you will. I cannot wait to see it. Keep, keep us in the loop with that one. <laughs> uh, but obviously, Hunt Ladder, good friends off the track, awful on the track, absolutely hated one another. And then also Ricardo and Verstappen, they were such good friends. And I don't yeah. think they ever let it really affect them or they didn't let it seem like it affected their off-track relationship. Can we get that through with today's teammates or do we need to be best friends? Do we need to be brothers in order to race with one another? Or can we just get on with the racing? I think as long as, I mean, you're obviously not going to go easy on someone to let them buy, especially if it's your teammate. But I think as long as teammates are respectful to each other then that, or any driver, I think that's all that matters on the track. I think you can go as hard racing as you want, but as long as you can sort of put it behind you and not bring everyone down then you should be fine yeah I just want teammates like you said that can race each other hard can get on with their media engagements together and their sponsorship things and just bloody race each other hard just mm-hmm. I feel like we just need a Perez and Verstappen relationship because I feel like I don't see content of them together but I love the on-track action because he just lets, Ma- lets Max through <laughs> like- don't hold them up. <laughs> Don't hold up. Say less. Say less, much. Like, I feel like that's exactly the response they get over the radio. Um, Perez, number one team player. Number oh, one. for sure. He went. He wins as a as a, as a second driver in the nicest way. <laughs> <laughs> people people spoke about Valtteri Bottas being a good wingman, but I think Perez after Abu Dhabi last year. I feel like we need to put Perez and Bottas in the same car and just let them have a shootout to figure out who's going oh, to be the best sure. number two. Yeah. It's the only way to decide it, really. That is. That is. <laughs> I feel like this podcast hasn't been very long, but I feel like I've got across everything I wanted to say. Have you got anything else to add on what teammates should be? Not really, no. I think we really. should all, yeah. I feel like we should end this episode with two drivers we want to be teammates one day. Any, any driver, they don't even have to be an F1. Just what driver pairing do you want to see at some point in some series? I would, I would like to see Lewis and Max as teammates, but in a way, like, they, they wouldn't be in the most competitive car. Like, say they were in lower down the field and actually build the team up. Imagine them in, like, the worst car on the yeah. grid. That'd be insane. Like, last year's Haas, put them yes. in that and just see where they can get the team together. Like, with no a championship didn't matter, see where they could take the car. But you know how like last year Nikita Mazepin and Mick Schumacher were just in a race of their own? I would That's be it. worried that Lewis and Max would just take that as an opportunity to just 
like do everything they couldn't do last year yeah. <laughs> <laughs> everything they wanted to say on track last year they'll be able to say that year uh-huh. I feel like it would be absolutely chaotic I'm gonna pick two drivers now I'm gonna put in a car Jake Dennis because I he's one of my favorites and I'm gonna team him up with Marcus Armstrong because I feel like Marcus Armstrong would make Jake really funny like I feel like it just uh-huh. so wholesome and I would love to see it definitely not me being like biased in any manner what what let's just let's put them in f1 so that we can get marcus a seat yes jake dennis can't fit in an f1 car though he's too big he's too tall they tried it with red bull but you know what helmet marco's like his head was too tall and you know what adrian knew he's like they were like nah you're ruining the aerodynamics <laughs> losing too many points guys <laughs> that's what i said to my dad and my dad was like definitely definitely adrian knew was was very unhappy with the aerodynamics that's not not true they didn't say that to um jake dennis just just to clear our clear uh, our behinds of any slander or libel or anything that wasn't actually said it's hypothetical maybe that can be a feature in uh, adrian new's second book maybe i'll tell us about that that would actually be a very interesting story adrian if, if you're listening exactly adrian if you're listening give us some creds and put that in the book yeah if, you, if there's a marketing job going i'll take it <laughs> rhiannon wants it go on then <laughs> oh my gosh i'll do the audio book you can just knit it yes well if you need a new team we're here it's fine okay call us (laughs) call me (laughs) well thank you all for watching we'll see you next week there's no race this weekend so we need to think up another podcast idea so we'll be back with another idea (laughs) that's yet to be determined see you later